is being a hoe a personality or a lifestyle? Lifestyle girl. It's, I also think it's part personality because there are girls that I went to school with in high school and then, oh, you're pregnant two years later out of wedlock. That was not a shock to me, even though the lifestyle yeah. they were living at the time wasn't that, but just based on their personalities, I knew that was gonna happen. Like, 19- I knew there was gonna be trouble. And back in 19, late 70s, yeah. they did a poll in America asking people, people who are gay, yes. do you think they were born that way? They were born gay or because of their environment? 13% said they were born that way. Mm-hmm. Today it's 49%. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. During gotcha. that time when they said 13% born that way, 50 something percent said was because of their environment. So to go back to your question about a hoe, most hoes, uh, their environments <laughs> affect them a lot. Who you party with, you have to pick up hoe tendencies. The environment has a big impact. Upbringing has a big impact. People you befriend has a big impact. And a part of it is your own attractiveness to that. Finally, somebody said what I've been saying all along. The Democrats' biggest nightmare is not Trump, it's actually this. When the Democrats go to sleep at night and they fear one person, if I were to put top three names on that list, one of them is RFK today. They can't stand him, they fear him, they're so annoyed by him, they they hate the attention he's getting, They, they hate the fact that he's loved, the one thing that all these guys can't get, he's getting, why do they love him so much? I'm more important. If I am a betting man, He's gonna run as a third party. All he's thinking about is dad and his uncle and the legacy of the men who came before him that they killed him. The establishment killed his dad and his uncle. Two of his heroes they killed. That doesn't go away. That doesn't go away. And sometimes in a family, you know, it's like a crisis takes place. You don't know which of the guys, like you almost have to kill everybody in that family because <laughs> that's gonna stay. And they, killed, they didn't kill this guy. Sometimes you kill the wrong guy. And you're like, yeah, we have to be careful with that guy. Don't worry, that guy just wants the girls. Yeah, He just wants to be uncovered. I don't make money from China, you do. I don't make money from Ukraine, you do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. They even have a statement, we have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? Was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. I did my job impeccably. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. And they gave him a $3 million upfront payment. All right. It's terrible.
up. Let's speed things up. Let's speed things up a bit. Saturday morning. It's going to be Saturday afternoon by the time I'm done. But I'm back. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Jersey, Judah, it's Saturday, the official beginning of the weekend, or what I like to call the beginning of the end of the weekend, 
Uh, everybody knows that Sunday doesn't really count as a weekend day. It's like you can't have fun on Sundays when you got to go to work Mondays. You know what I mean? So anyway, the weekend is officially here and I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I'm not really sure what I'm going to be going over on this episode. I just know that I downloaded three or four videos and I'm probably going to break them down to two videos each episode with the possibility of doing something late night. I'm doing something now and then I'll share it around three and then I'll do something at five and then share that around seven or nine, whatever. Excuse me. It's 11 11 make your wishes am and um back man i got i don't even got my playlist created what the no i don't yeah i do never mind am i just have a playlist called am since it's technically 11 12 am we're gonna be going off of this category weird um Random, I would say. Definitely a random episode, although it's organized. The subjects of the video are as followed. Joe Rogan goes based underscore January 6th was a Fed setup. Now, who said this before? I've said this before. I've said it months before. In fact, it's great to see that some people agree that maybe January 6th was set up by some glowies, by some feds, and Joe Rogan's one of those people that believe it. We're going to be going through that, as well as Roseanne Barr. That's right. We got a clip from Roseanne Barr, and the title is funny, to say the least. Roseanne Barr contemplates joining OnlyFans and showing off her nudity. How about that? Of course, this will be diving a little bit more into uh, the way that the Hollywood people do it. All right. The rituals and whatnot. So we got we got a good one. 20 minutes total, 20 minutes, 34 seconds. Already had two songs as the intro or at least one and a half. So we're 12 minutes in. I want to see. Is there anything that I wanted to talk about before we officially get started? Because there's nothing worse than me starting a video and then realizing, oh, yeah, I had an open monologue. But I don't think I have an open monologue. But we're just going to jump right in, man. Joe Rogan goes based, blaming the January 6th situation on the feds, the glowies. Let's check it out. Fabrication. This one was invented by a writer. That is false. And by the way, shout out to Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson is responsible for this video. It's a fake. It's fiction. There's no way. We got you. 
What's up, guys? It's your boy, Benny. How do you know that you are winning the culture war and information war at the exact same time? Well, when the most listened to man in the world, who isn't technically on your side politically, begins to wake up. And that is exactly what's happened with Joe Rogan, as Joe Rogan explained on his show how the feds helped set up January 6th in order to bring down Donald Trump. Holy hell, what is going on here? Joe Rogan educates dopey anti-Trump comedian Jim Gaffigan. Comedian? Okay, when was the last time Jim Gaffigan was funny? When was the last time anyone laughed at Jim Gaffigan? Don't think so. Jim Gaffigan was gaffing when Joe Rogan explained that the intel agencies and deep state set up January 6th that this is a common tactic and tendency. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Well, let's let the man speak for himself. Listen to this and watch this, like, slob, this TDS deranged slob, Jim Gaffigan. Again, <laughs> this guy was funny. When was the last time anyone, like, went to a Jim Gaffigan show in order to, like, laugh at something? I never heard of this white man a day in my life, but let's continue. Watch this man's soul leave his body, as Joe Rogan says, uh-uh, no, 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 the federal government has engaged in psyops before against the left and the right. Sixth thing is pretty bad. Well, the January 6th thing is bad, but also the intelligence agencies were involved in provoking people to go into the Capitol building. That's a fact. You, so wait a minute. You're, you're saying that that guy, what's his name? Ray Epps. Yeah. You really think that? He I don't was, know. I don't know. But I do know that I every other parent, I think he's going to sue Fox. I think every other person who was involved in January 6th, who was involved in coordinating uh, a break-in into the Capitol and in instigating people breaking, they were all arrested. This guy wasn't. Not only that, they were defending him in the New York Times, the Washington Post, all those different things, because saying that Fox News is unjustly accused him of instigating. Well, he clearly instigated. He yeah, did it on camera. I don't know if he was a Fed. I know a lot of people think he was a Fed. The people that were there were calling him a Fed. What I do know... Forget it. The people that were there were retired Feds. There was a story that I believe Benny Johnson had went over where a retired Fed showed up and was surprised to see some familiar faces of people he worked alongside with instigating the event. What would a person have to lie about when it comes to that, especially a former federal agent? And you know what they say about former agents. They're never former. They're always agents. When they asked the FBI, the FBI said, we can't tell you whether or not they were people that were there that were doing that. Now, there's been reports that there is hundreds of agents that were there that were doing that. I don't know if that's true either, but I do know that they do use agent provocateurs to disrupt peace, peaceful protests. There you go. It's a, a common tactic. There you go. What they do is say if there's a, um, like the World Trade Organization is a great example. That was in, I think, the 90s in Seattle. And so what they did was they were protesting the World Trade Organization. They were doing it peacefully. It was a big problem. So what they did is they sent in, allegedly, Asian provocateurs. They started smashing buildings and lighting things on fire. Now it's not a peaceful protest. Now they can bring in the police. Now they can start arresting people. And then they created a new... Well, here's my question here. All right. Now... Maybe I'm a little out of pocket for saying this, but can the same thing be said about what happened in New York? What was going on during the time of George Floyd, where a lot of the places where the wreckage 
began taking place, there were stacks of bricks sort of coned off as construction sites. Is there a coincidence in that? Where these bricks just randomly spawned? <laughs> Game reference. Where the bricks spawned into the area, right? Because, hey, if we're looking at, and, and this is how fair I am, if we're going to look at January 6th as a possible PSYOP, then we can look at everything else that went on beforehand. And that includes Minneapolis, that includes New York City, that includes Philadelphia during the 2020 riots. Protest zone, where literally if you had a pin on your jacket that was the WTO with a red line through it, they would not let you cross. You could not cross with a pin that was against the WTO and, and go to work. It was a no protest zone. So they, they, they silenced protest, which is right. a part of our freedom of speech. So this is a tactic that some government agencies uh, use okay, to okay, stop but, but peaceful wait a protest. All right, so what you're saying is on January 6th, that uh, this event that obviously Trump organized, forget about the Giuliani stuff and the... Uh, you know whether they thought that it was he definitely stolen. encouraged people to protest yes but all right so you're saying that like the the fbi and nancy pelosi and, and I'm, I'm not trying, saying nancy pelosi no, no but like you're saying that don't like, put words like, in his mouth huh don't put words in his mouth you know joe rogan's not a spring chicken man he's been interviewing people for years over a decade now He's a commentator for the UFC. He knows his shit. He knows when people are trying to add names in that weren't involved. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, we'll make this, uh, instead of uh, an awkward protest, we'll encourage it so that it'll be, it'll backfire on Trump rather than being this rising of people that uh, believe that there was election corruption. I think it's certainly possible. I think possible. that would be hard. You think it's possible? I think it's possible. You don't think it's, wait a minute, you think it's hard to do? I think that, you know, that the FBI or the CIA saying, hey, you know, Trump lost this, because here's what you're kind of implying. Trump lost the election he is such a uh, an amazing communicator and he's convinced this loyal base that there was election interference we don't want them to protest how we can end this is if we encourage people to go beyond protesting to uh, essentially go into the capitol and take a shit in the hallway i mean i'm exaggerating right. a little bit yeah but like I don't see why. I mean, let's face it. This entire situation is an exaggeration. And if you think about it, it would be a perfect tool to use on Donald Trump, the same person that's going against the supposed corruption of the last election. Of course, I believe this, but, you know, I got to be fair. The alleged corruption of the last election. So what better way for them to execute this by taking Trump's words, using it against him, although Trump had said, and I remember the tweets, uh, to go out there and peacefully protest and, you know, don't start violence. It's sad that a president would have to tell 
his supporters that. But then again, at the same time, they're watching Antifa. They're watching BLM burn cities down, loot their own communities, loot other people's communities, fuck other people's property up. It's not to say that all of the people that went there to support Trump wasn't there to agitate. But it is fair to say there were less people agitating the event than other events that took place. What better way to throw a wrench into the machine by bringing federal agents, having them stir up a situation, then the people there can be agitated enough to react, to riot, and then the police come and, and do what the fuck they do and blame it all on Trump. It's it's a perfect tool. Why don't you're dealing with a president right now who's been incarcerated now for the third time? He's on his way for his fourth indictment. Fourth indictment. From Florida, I think. No, not Florida. From um Georgia. There's another indictment, alleged indictment. You don't think they would use this situation or use you got Joe Biden using the Department of Justice to put all these indictments on Trump. You don't think he's using that or he used that for the whole January 6th situation? I mean, think. That would be of use. Like, I'm more suspicious why Trump didn't call for backup when you know or you know for uh the for the capitol police you know what i mean it's like there was and that like michael flynn's brother was you know what i mean like there's there's way more conspiracy stuff against trump and you know then i this guy is obviously suffering from a case of trump derangement syndrome okay Number one, there is little to no conspiracy. This is the only president where mainstream media cooks up conspiracies against Trump. Russiagate. That situation that took place. All of it was not proven. That could technically be a lawsuit, right? Um, All of the fake news from CNN and the shit that they've been putting out since COVID-19, that can be considered false information misleading but this is the type of information that these people actually live off of and they believe that they're big shots they don't know anything they only know what the network's telling these guys are losers in life they're uninformed about everything they look they learn about things literally the last moment the last minute or even the last second ill-informed uneducated for a lot of these people, they're just stereotypical, whether it's just a nigger from the projects or a hick from the trailer park. They're all stereotypical. And they're mostly liberals. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm sick of it. And this guy is just another representation of that. What conspiracies besides Russia that wasn't true, besides the racism thing or his uncle or his father being in the Klan? That was false. That was fake news. Um, the one thing that Trump did, did I, I'm hoping I grabbed it. If I didn't, 
I'm going to be very upset. I want to see something real quick because I was talking about this before and it was just Trump was just on point. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. They even have a statement. We have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? Was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. I did my job impeccably. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. And they gave him a $3 million upfront payment. All right. It's terrible. All right. All right. So with so that being said, and I'm going to have to go back to the video and go back to where I left off. Everything that Trump was saying was spot on. This was in 2020. Who are we in bed with right now? Realistically, Joe Biden and the Biden administration's in bed with China, but in the public surface, we're in bed with the Ukraine. You see what I mean? Everything that this nigga said was spot on. Nobody was paying attention, though. Unfortunately, some of y'all are catching up. But damn. Now I got to find where the fuck I was at in this video. What the? Shouldn't be that far. Hundreds of agents that were there that were doing that. I don't know if that's true either, but I do know that they do use agent provocateurs to disrupt peace. peace. Okay, I'm gonna go a little bit further up. You're saying that like the the FBI and Nancy Pelosi, and, and I'm, I'm not to, saying Nancy Pelosi. No, no, but like you're- All right, let me skip a little bit more. There was election interference. We don't want them to protest. How we can end this is if we encourage people to go beyond protesting to essentially go into the Capitol and take a shit in the hallway. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I don't see why that would be of use. Like, I'm more suspicious why Trump didn't call for backup when you know or you know for uh the for the capitol police you know what i mean it's like there was and that like michael flynn's brother was you know what i mean like there's there's way more conspiracy stuff against trump and you know then i think the the slim likelihood that People were like, oh, Trump's a problem. Let's just get these people that are loyal to Trump to run into the Capitol so that we can arrest 300 people. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. And because you are whatever, the, whoever the fuck you, you are, you have so much of a beef against Trump that you're saying all of the things that most people already think. And you're making it sound fictional so other people can grasp on it and think that it's fictional. But this is just my personal perspective. Why wouldn't federal agents that are already in the pockets of most politicians, we know this. I mean, for Christ's sakes, George H.W. Bush was involved with the CIA. What the fuck? What else do you think? Come on, man. Put two and two together. The FBI and their cover up with the laptop. You know what laptop I'm talking about. 
you know the corruption with these agencies. So none of this shit should surprise you that maybe a couple of federal agents, retired or current agents, whatever, undercover, whatever, they were there stirring shit up. And maybe their plan was to get these guys to storm literally inside the Capitol building, which would give the authorities the reason to come in and lock these people up, make the Trump supporters look bad, make Trump look bad in one take. How stupid do you have to be to find what I just said to be fantasy? Come on, man. No. No, it doesn't no. make sense. No, I think it's a standard tactic, especially when someone is the enemy of the intelligence agencies. With Trump, that's absolutely the case. Trump set himself up against the intelligence agencies. He did it openly and he Pretty did it much. brazenly. Pretty much. And a, a lot of people think it's very dangerous. Like, the intelligence agencies are very important. You know, you want to find out what's going on in other countries. You want to find out what the threats to America are. You want to find out what terrorist activities are going to be taking place and stuff. What stops, and this is my question, what stops these agencies from looking at Trump as a literal threat to the country? Think, what makes, what stops these agencies from looking at Trump in the way that they believe Trump did this and Trump did that, the documents, the indictments, what stops them from looking at Trump as a threat to the country and doing whatever they choose to do. There's not much that stops them. What the fuck? Who do you think killed JFK? Who do you think killed Robert F. Kennedy Sr.? Bobby Kennedy, a.k.a. Who do you think did this? Are you slow? You don't think these agencies have anything to do with it? The agencies were the ones to perpetuate the COINTELPRO and looking at these black leaders as a threat to the country. So if they're willing to wipe out a panther party, what makes you think they're not wiping out political figures? I'm stop I want y'all to think about that. If these agencies can go out, wipe out the entire panther party one by one all the major leaders in which we know what happened when the federal government did that a lot of the gangs became a thing gangs became a thing due to the way the government and the agencies handled the assassinations of these highly represented black leaders not too long after that or maybe beforehand they were just on a killing spree. JFK, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Okay? These were the major people that had to go. Now, who do you think? And look, I'm not naming agencies. That's not my thing. I ain't going to have motherfuckers kicking down my door. But what I'm saying is there's, there's a lot of uh, connections here certain assassinations of certain political figures, certain civil rights leaders, you know, but hey, who's paying attention, right? And, you know, JFK had his problem with the intelligence Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, look, it's unchecked power, right? It's That's the deep state. It's unchecked power. And I think Trump was very open about his disdain for the intelligence agencies. He created enemies in the intelligence agencies. It's standard for 
intelligence agencies in this country to encourage agent provocateurs or to employ agent provocateurs. And so you're saying when he was in Helsinki and he was saying, I believe Putin more than my intelligence community, that was something the intelligence. For one, let's be honest about Putin. A lot of people don't know this about Putin. Back when like Monsanto and all this shit was going down, he was the only one that said, fuck it, I'm not with that. I'm not having these people spray whatever on my fruits and vegetables on what I own. That's number one about Putin. Number two, the Zelensky nigga is just as bad, if not worse than Putin. That's just a fact. The fact that America and these leaders, these so-called leaders can tell you what country to support and not give you enough information to know about the country should already be a red flag. I know Russia. I don't know the Ukraine. What the? No, you're not going to tell me who I need to look at as an ally, because a lot of these people in these positions, they got their own agendas. They have business. They handle business behind the scenes. It's just like anything and everything else. I don't know why people are so surprised when corruption comes with politics. It comes with it. The scandal. It just comes with it. Some people are better at hiding their shit than others. What can I say? Most people, from what I remember, under the Obama administration, they couldn't tell you anything about him. Like, yeah, they supported him. He black. He black. Oh, he a black. They supported him, but they didn't really know shit about him. He was a question mark. Then people found out, oh, his mom's white. Oh, okay. Well, he's still the first black president. Wrong. Incorrect. You dumb, uneducated Negroes just don't know when to quit. Wrong. All right. He half a black. All right. Daddy black. Daddy from Africa. So he ain't even black like, you know what I mean? He ain't black like that. American black. He ain't black. Sick of these people. Who are these? Who are these whites? And even and even blacks. Who are these people to tell me what race is what? As if I don't have my own eyes and I don't see. If you're in America, you're black. You don't speak African. You don't. You don't do none of that shit. You don't know nothing about no African dance. You know nothing about any culture. You know nothing about the countries of Africa. You are not African. You are a black American. The African part, that doesn't exist in you. You're westernized. So the Africans look at you as watered down. So you are not the African medallion wearing type of nigga that you think you are. You are an American nigga. American niggas are more braggadocious, okay? We're not out here creating clay huts or none of that. Not happening. You can go to any bad community. You can go to any poor community. We do not have huts. You still see niggas out there with Jordans on. You still see niggas out there with Thames on. You still see niggas out there with, with, with high... Um, <laughs> high class coat. You got niggas out there struggling to pay the fucking electric bill with a Fendi belt on or a Gucci belt on. Despicable. 
nigga shit. And you know that's American niggas for you. Okay? That's the reality. I'm not saying blacks are terrible or nothing. I'm saying in this country, compared to other countries and black folks, work ethics are better. They're more productive. They have more things going on. They're committing less violence. Doesn't matter where the fuck you go. All right? In this country, it's like, you know, it's a war. It's a war zone with the blacks and the blacks. It's not the blacks versus whites. I didn't know. I didn't know people still believed that this shit was going on. Let's hear this motherfucker talking about. Um, where's my goddamn lighter? What the? Hold up. You got to find my lighter, man. I didn't leave it anywhere. Oh, it's on the ground. All right. Y'all was hearing this shit, man. These motherfuckers is talking about... You still got people talking about a race war. It's like, who... What the fuck are y'all talking about? See, that's what I want to know. Niggas are just stuck on stupid, man. I heard niggas talking about, oh, well, you know, a race war is coming. A race war has been... A race war has been going on since day one. This is how these niggas talk. A race war's been going on since day one, and the crackers, the crackers get the upper hand. You know what I'm saying? The cracker, the man, the cracker, the caveman, the cracker. That's all they say. Embarrassment. You know, if these white people decided, hey, we're done with the blacks, we want them out. You know how easy it is for these people to do what they would have to do? Do you know that we are outnumbered tremendously? Realistically, if that if that were the case, just like that, I would already be dead. White people would come out of both alleys, hunting niggas. They would kill already 50 of us. And just the time period that I'm talking now, that's how outnumbered. And I'm not saying this. I don't care about race like that. That's why I'm joking around about this shit. But niggas, all these niggas talking about the race wars, these red, black, and green niggas, not all of y'all, some of y'all are all right, but some of these red, black, and green niggas, they're talking about the race war and, you know, the blacks, this is our time, they're talking about, <laughs> these niggas be talking like Power Rangers, bro, it's like, it's our time, and, you know, we, we've been outnumbered, we've been, you know, I don't know what the, the theory is, like, God's gonna bring down people to help out the blacks, and that's the race war, and the white devils, and I don't believe this, so I don't want y'all to think I'm serious, but this is how they look at it. The white devils, right? Like, <laughs> the white devils, they got Satan. You feel me? So they, they, would, they would the dark side. Okay? And uh, these whites, they're Satanists. They're with the dark side. Blacks, just because they're black, they're of good. And they're of God because God's black. Jesus is black. The disciples is black. You know, my president is black. All that shit. Right. That's that's what they believe. And uh, <laughs> I remember the one time this is the last time I went to New York. Right. I remember it like it was yesterday. Last time I went to New York, it was uh, 2015. OK. And I remember this because I think Luke Cage just premiered. And when I got back from New York, because me and my uncle and a couple of his friends took the train up there. I think my birthday was either two days before or two days after, either or. 
And we saw a lot of these people, the, uh, the, the Hebrew Israelites, this is how they be talking. You know what I mean? They're waiting for the end of the world because they believe at the end of the world, they get the key to heaven and shit and they get to enslave whites. It's funny. Look, I'm black. So the shit's funny to me. White people would obviously find this offensive. I don't know what to tell y'all. Y'all say a lot of out of pocket offensive shit, too. I don't care. I think it's all funny. It's all funny games. But, you know, I remember going Times Square. You get off the train of where I was at. You pretty much get off the train and you're pretty much in uh, Madison Square Garden gangster right as soon as you get off you're in madison square garden i never went to any concert i went to a couple concerts concerts but they weren't technically concerts i went to like radio festivals which were pretty much like low-key concerts um but getting off the train and just seeing how everything is. Because I haven't been to New York before then. I haven't been to New York since maybe, Jesus, 2004, 2005. So this is like 10 years. So the last time I was in New York was 2015. So that's easily, what, five? That's eight years ago. And then before that, the last time I've been to New York was probably 2005, which was 10 years ago. And kind of just seeing how things slightly changed it was weird. And then we go out, walk with my uncle and shit, go out to like the fucking Times Square and shit. It's all busy. And I just really hate New York. I don't, it's no disrespect to the people in New York. I don't know how y'all niggas do it, man. Salute to y'all. Y'all niggas is on another level. I can't deal with so many people. And people, if I can't identify with who the fuck you are, I don't want to deal with you. Niggas out there be question marks. Russians and all these other people be out there in New York. And it's in the, the environment is too packed. Niggas is too packed, man. No wonder a bunch of violence and chaos kicks off. All these fucking foreigners and, and blacks and whites and Hispanics all just in one fucking melting pot. And they're stewing in that melting pot, especially the summertime. Look at New York City, guys. Sanctuary City. They got nothing but immigrants out there. They're from Venezuela, El Salvador. All the shit that I've been talking about, it's happening now. Thank me later. This is what happens. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not showing off or nothing, but this is what happens when you're ahead of the curve, right? Shout out to Alex Jones. This is what happens when you're ahead of the curve. Whatever these cocksuckers do next, I already, I, I'm pretty much two steps ahead of them. I have no background in this shit whatsoever. I'm just more informed than others. And I choose to be more informed than others. I choose to challenge myself in that way. Other people are comfortably lied to. And a lot of y'all niggas, y'all just out here doing the most disrespectful, stereotypical shit possible. N-word. All right. Here we go. N-word. 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 <laughs> I'm a I'm gonna make that my ringtone. <laughs> I'm gonna make that my ringtone one day, right? But that that's always you know. You got the situation, like I said, in Seven Eleven, niggas out there tripping, niggas out there wilding. You know what I'm saying? Doing the most, producing the least, but doing the most. Despicable. 
basura, treacherous, trifling. Immunity was like, we're going to get him. Well, I think they were going to get him in any way that they could because he's an enemy of the intelligence agencies. And he was openly talking about them being... Quick question, right? And this is why I've said before, JFK, or not JFK, RFK Jr. and Donald Trump need to link up, right? If you look at both of them, they have several things in common. Number one, they're hated by mainstream media. And number two, they're hated by the establishment. Both Trump and Robert F. Kennedy could very well be enemies of these agencies without a doubt. Now, I think Trump has the upper hand because he has more solid support than RFK but they're still in the same predicament when it comes to their relationships with these agencies, especially Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Competent and being corrupt. And, he, you know, he fired Comey and, you know, he was against the FBI. And, you know, look, it's a very dangerous thing. You talk to people that are in intelligence agencies, like it's a very dangerous thing for a president to be at war with the intelligence agencies and to do it so publicly. And I think it's... With, without a doubt, when you have a gigantic, massive protest that a lot of people think is a threat to democracy, you have these people, they're saying the election was rigged and they're on the Capitol lawn, they're screaming and yelling. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that they would encourage people to do things that were unlawful instead of peacefully protesting, which is what everybody was doing on the outside. And here's a, and here's a big, important point to me. None of those things, right? And this is just this is just a reality check. None of these things are to be used, in my opinion, as ammunition against a president, a president who already told these people to go out there and peacefully protest. And like I said, I don't think there's enough Trump, quote unquote, Trump supporting lunatics to go out there and do the shit that they were doing. Um not even without the motivation. I just think there were a couple people placed there. They did what they were supposed to do. They agitated the crowd around them, got them fired up. Once they stormed the Capitol building, then they can create whatever narrative they want. And that's what they did. Trump is a bad leader. Look what Trump did. Trump led all these people into the Capitol building. I remember this shit like it was yesterday. And I had the same reaction that I had today. Oh, this is going to be used against him. That's all. It was short. It was short notice. So therefore, it was sort of a uh, slow burn, along with all this other indictments that they have. With, of course, the Department of Justice being in the pocket of Joe Biden at this time, leading on what two two of these federal indictments, three total, soon to be four. I mean. T- Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. This is the swamp. This is how the swamp gets down. It's totally legal to take that and escalate it to entering into the Capitol. Now you can lock things down. And now you have real clear evidence that this president is responsible for this insurrection attempt. And this is dangerous. This is a threat to our democracy. Joe Rogan is a liberal. He says this. 
himself. If Joe Rogan, a liberal, can say this straightforward, he's not a super, he's not a, I wouldn't even consider him a Trump supporter. He just looks at Trump as logically the more popular, uh, more effective president. Whether a person likes him or not, is he good at his job? If everything was based on who likes one another and who doesn't, we would have terrible businesses. We would have uh, terrible revenue because we were only looking in our personal interests instead of the people's personal interests. If everything's about me and me, this is why you don't have too many narcissists running businesses. They can't have that mindset. They can have that mindset towards their business, but that's taking on other people. So that's not even really selfishness. That's just having pride in what you are included in and what you choose to be involved in. But depending on how people look at it, you know, to each his own. All I'm saying is it was blatant corruption. And Joe Biden, not Joe Biden, Joe Rogan being a liberal and saying this, it ain't really much of a surprise I mean, he's said a lot worse about Biden. He's actually one of the people who are, you know, self-proclaimed liberals who are outwardly against Joe Biden and his corruption. But this is the same person that CNN had tried to cancel. CNN tried to cancel Joe Rogan, but realized that Joe Rogan isn't controlled by anybody. Whatever he has with Spotify it's locked tight. The people that can go out there like Joe Rogan have a platform like Spotify with the name he has. He's benefiting Spotify as much as Spotify is benefiting him. And that's how business works. Nobody's being dicked over behind the scenes. Joe Rogan's not being dicked over. And I can tell you for a fact, Spotify is not being dicked over. It's a pretty fair exchange of revenue and reputation, right? It's a balance. The companies need the reputation. The person themselves need the revenue. So if they're able to break even, both people can do business and be more than satisfied. I mean, what what can, what more can you ask for? So they couldn't cancel Joe Rogan. Now, technically, if we're being fair, they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to cancel um, Donald Trump without Donald Trump countersuing. Donald Trump's a countersue um, CNN. Donald Trump should countersue all these other people and politicians that claim that Russia was involved in the election. It's time, and maybe he's doing that. But I'm just I'm thinking, I'm just thinking how. How can they persecute him for questioning elections that Democrats have been questioning for years now? Like, how is this a thing? How is this possible? It's hypocrisy. If Trump questions the integrity of those running the polls and those responsible for gathering the ballots... How is that any different than 
the Democrats questioning George Bush during the Bush and Gore election. Do you guys see where this is going? Or are you guys, are y'all waking up? Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy from one side towards the other side. And for blacks, because blacks are so used to being told by Democrats what to do, because they see a good portion of blacks on the left, then they, they become of the left. It's identity politics. That's why the critical political theory is so necessary. And I gotta I gotta actually do more of that. I gotta work on my series for the weekend. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I mean, technically, I would consider this to be um, critical political theory, but I'm not gonna do that. That's cheap, and I thought about it the last minute, so I can't do that. But I will dedicate the next episode to that. I think I'm. I, I think I would be on episode nine or part nine in that series. I want to go into 10 series, uh, 10 episodes for that series. And on the 10th episode, I'm just going to speak about some information that I've researched. Right? All this information that I've researched throughout, throughout the years, right? It's all been grounded on how the left are trying to erase their history. So the left want to get rid of the Confederate flag. Why? You people were involved with it. You people were the Dixiecrats that were fighting to keep slavery a thing, okay? They want to erase the Confederate flag or anything that you want to put in connection of them and the Ku Klux Klan, they want to fact check and give you all this newfound information that it never happened and it's bullshit. And they've been doing this, they've been doing this primarily to smear white conservatives, but to also guilt black conservatives, right? And so anything that you put on social media, best and believe if they disagree with it, they'll tell you, oh, this is falsely, this is, this is partly false. Oh, this is fully false. This isn't entirely true. This is what they say. This is how they'll correct you. If it's not entirely true, then what part of it is false? They, they won't tell you. They'll just tell you that they're researchers. They're uh, fact finders. They found this inaccurate. Fuck your fact finders. I don't know you guys. You don't show y'all faces. Guys are a bunch of pussies. You're no different than Antifa. People run around being destructive, covering their faces. All right. The whites that I grew up with, they were they were punk rock, so they 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 burn places, set shit on fire. They didn't cover their faces. Pretty stupid individuals, but I give them credit. They didn't cover up. You know, they didn't hide and run from a fucking camera either. He's never going to be president again. We're going to indict him. We're going to go after him. We're going to do all these different things. I think it's not. It's not like. It's there's a lot of shenanigans going on on both sides. It's not like a clear cut like he shouldn't have done that and they should have done this. It's like there's a lot of and there's a lot that's been going on throughout history. 
whenever people have unchecked power and unchecked influence and they, have, and they have enemies and Trump was their enemy. Trump is still their enemy. I don't know why he's saying Trump was their enemy as if Trump decided, hey, I'll join them like that. That never happened. If that did happen, these indictments wouldn't take place now, would it? If the shoe was on the other foot, I mean, how long do you think they, they, they're going to let Biden slide? And I think they were. It is possible. And I've said this in the very beginning. From Trump announcing that he was running again, I stated that there is a huge possibility that they will make Biden president for another four years. There is obviously an agenda going on. They don't want any disruptions. They're willing to bury RFK. They're willing to bury Trump with the indictment. They're willing to stop these people from competing against Joe Biden. And then by that, Joe Biden can be confident enough that him going against a Tim Scott or him going against a, um, just, just for fun, a Chris Christie, yeah, they'll choose Biden over him. The Trump situation makes them nervous. The RFK situation makes them terrified. They don't want to make any risk in underestimating Trump, and they damn sure don't want to underestimate uh, underestimate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So they willing to play they they willing to play dirty. They've been playing dirty from the very beginning. They've been playing dirty from Trump getting into the White House. They've been playing dirty with the Hussia hoax. Uh, the Russia uh, hoax. I said a Hussia hoax. What the? <laughs> the Russia hoax. Russia Gate. Russia. 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 Right. Then China, right? But then the whole time you have Biden in bed with China, Biden in bed with the Ukraine. The witch hunt, not only for Trump, but then connecting Trump to a Vladimir Putin, because that's kind of what they're doing. And I think they did that purposely. They're after, they, they want... They want Vladimir Putin in that same situation as Trump with all this shit against him. And they're willing to compare the two because both both have been seen amongst one another. I think out of all the presidents, he probably has the most communication with, with Putin. Is that a bad thing? Is it really a bad thing? Think about it. Stop being a fucking idiot. All y'all want to go, oh, Ukraine this, Ukraine that. Where did you get that from? What do you know about the Ukraine? Nigga, name me a city in the Ukraine. How about that? Sick of these people. Name me a city in the Ukraine, nigga. Y'all know shit. President tells you to support Ukraine. You support Ukraine because you're sheep. You're not the follower of God. You're the follower of man. That's why. Despicable. Un, un, unbelievable. Sad. Trifling. Treacherous. <laughs> let's, let's move on. All right. 
We still got one more left. It's technically 12.02, so it is now the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, Roseanne, she's going to be talking about contemplating doing OnlyFans. And uh, like I said, huge fan of uh, Roseanne Barr would not necessarily be thrilled about her doing OnlyFans, right? I would not be happy for her in that situation. You know, Roseanne, I don't know how old she is. Now, I will say she's not compared to what she used to look like. And I know this sounds fucked up compared to what she used to look like because she used to be, you know, had a lot of weight on her and shit. They got one person that got this um, Coke can on top of their car. And I'm just like waiting for it to drop. It's going to drop eventually. Damn, they they got that shit on there tight. That shit's going to fall eventually. But anyway, um, you know, that whole that whole situation just with 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 how Roseanne looks today. She doesn't look bad. Facially, she doesn't look bad. Compared to how she used to look when she was younger, she was fat. And, you know, fat faces are just not Fat faces, there's a thing about fat faces. They're not shaped properly, right? It's always a long, fat face, or it's a pudgy, fat face. It's a small but pudgy, fat face, which is the worst. Like women look like pugs when they're when they're that size. They kind of have that. The neck it can it can sometimes be a triple neck that they have. But yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of Roseanne Barr um, doing OnlyFans. But her podcast is entertaining, and this is a portion of it, so we might as well go through it. So, um, and they're so backward and mixed up and ass up, down, they don't even know. They just are being fed a line of by handlers. Did you see that black woman? No, the handlers are all the same. Yeah. That's what nobody is ever going to look at. Everybody has a handler, and the handlers are all the same. Now, here's something to be mentioned. Handlers. The Kanye West situation, right? I think it was, uh, I'm trying to figure out when this took place. It was spoken of by Kanye West, so it isn't really nothing necessarily new. Um, his handler was this fitness guy. He was a, I think he was a physician, something like that, but he was a fitness guy. And this whole entire mindset of these handlers is that they really have control over you and what you do. Some of it goes goes as far as people going how much money do you want or how much money uh, can a person get when they when they do certain things when they get to a certain level and it's always been a conspiracy theory that these people and all the money that they appear to have they can't spend it the way that you think that they can spend it they actually have a limit to what they can spend which, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense in a way 
Because why would you want these celebrities to make money, save money, invest money into more shit so they can just leave the industry and keep the resources that they have while it's invested somewhere else? Something to think about. So you think about all these guys, you think about Michael Jackson, for example, he had the catalog one time of Paul McCartney and the Beatles. He had he had the the musical rights to them at one time. And he was at one point talking about starting his own label outside of Sony and was talking about Tommy Mottola being a devil. And not too long after, you know, look where he's at now. He did. He gone. He did. I guess he didn't know about Sam Cooke. He didn't know about James Brown. He didn't know about Otis Redding and them trying to start their own um, groups and their own record labels and what happened with them as well. But, you know, just something to throw out there. All these people have handlers and their handlers, they answer to somebody else. See, it's like it's not it's not the way that people think like. Even with presidents, like the way that people think that presidents have control over this and over that. And for some presidents, you can tell that they're being controlled. They don't have control. Biden's not one of those people who are in control. He's in control of his corruption because he's a person in power. So if you're in power and you're doing blatant, if you're if you're just out there being blatantly corrupted, It's not like you're going to incarcerate yourself. You reach a point to where maybe you got a couple of people in your pocket and the people that matter when it comes to the courts, the people that matter when it comes to prosecutions. These people, these people can get away with murder if they wanted to. And some people, some presidents, I'm not going to mention any names. No, no reason to mention any names. You don't think these people are involved are responsible for certain drone strikes, drone attacks, innocent children being bombed. You don't think some of these presidents in this country are responsible? Then there's something wrong with you. You are part of the problem because you're only looking at these guys and these presidents as established, decorated presidents. They're not. They're all, they're all, they're all, they're all disgraceful. All of them. Besides Trump and JFK and Abraham Lincoln to an extent. Outside of that, I don't I can't really speak for any other president in more of a positive way. But I mean maybe I'm not understanding what you're saying that these people that are on the other side that are talking like willfully ignorant to the Biden crime family and, and the obvious like bribe schemes and, and the theft of an election yeah, and, of and the, uh, you know, make- whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think that would pop up. I didn't listen to any of this shit, by the way. Just like uh, last night's episode, last night's episode was real fun because that was a uh, we went over Anthony Cumia's opinions about the indictments. And I would say his opinions are very identical to mine. 
but with only one exception. I'm a black. Okay? So, outside of that, spot on. And it's interesting. You listen to a person, like just from my perspective, listening to someone like Anthony Cumia for so many years, and even listening back to a lot of his old things recently, compared to where he's at today, it's really not much of a difference. I just think realistically, he kind of toned down, which which I don't think that's a bad thing. He toned down. And he didn't tone down the way that Howard Stern toned down because he completely toned down. But you got people like people like myself. Realistically, I'll still listen to a lot of old uh, Howard Stern uh, bits and Howard Stern clips. Opie and Anthony, I can listen to an entire episode of them. I remember one day, I think it was during like Memorial Day. They were on, they have, uh, they got certain guys. I don't even think they know them, but certain guys, they just gather a lot of their clips and they just put them out there. Marathon, they'll play this shit all day. They'll play Opie and Anthony all day. And I'll listen to that shit all day play Call of Duty, listen to old O&A bits, and it's just weird to see how people can change and how people can just stay who they are. And it's like the, the interesting dynamic of Opie, it's the complete opposite of Anthony, but in the same way, it's always been like that. It's just more amplified today because they're older, right? Someone like Opie doesn't accept the fact that he's not at the level that he was at in previous years because in previous years he had funny entertaining people that was with him the entire time and I'm not saying that just because of that that's his only way of being successful but it's a huge part versus Anthony Cumia who was pretty much naturally entertaining naturally funny the entire time do his own thing, but which he already started that from whatever point. And I, and I think the when he did that, he did that automatically as something to fall back on. You can't tell me if I could interview Anthony Cumia, and if he would tell, if he would have said any bullshit outside of, oh, I just wanted that as something to do outside of doing radio, I would say bullshit. Because reading his book, the writing was on the wall for him and Opie years ago. Jimmy or Jim Norton became a part of it. And he wasn't really in addition. I don't think I, I wouldn't even look at him like that. He was his own entity. I think the problem with guys like Jim Norton is he's just not confident. And I know that sounds fucked up, but that's really the case. There's people that are just naturally funny and they don't even know it. And when they hear people tell them that he's they're fun, that they're funny, like they don't even want to believe it. He could have been had his own radio show years ago. And then all the voices he does, he should have had tons of people. Uh, Adult Swim should have hit him up to do a cartoon like there. I mean, some people, I just think, miss their opportunity. 
and you kind of you don't you don't blame the person, but you almost still you still questioning them. Like, what were you thinking? Like, you had the capability of having your own shit, having your own platform, having millions of dollars, and running the things the way you want to run it because you're an actual talent that people go after. The whole thing about talent is right. If you're talented, people are going to notice you before you seek others with your talent. That's kind of how things work. Any celebrity that tells you that they were just in the middle of the street singing to themselves, rapping to themselves, and someone came up to them with a contract, you know it's bullshit. But what I'm saying is a person's talent today can easily be displayed outside of public view. If you're good with swords and swinging swords, pause, you know what I mean? Or martial arts. You can do videos by yourself performing martial arts and put that out there to be displayed. You don't have to go out there in Times Square in the middle of the street and do a demonstration. But hey, for the sake of doing it, if you're good at it, somebody's going to film you. You see what I'm saying? So I think technology sort of changes that. But at the same time, technology kind of goes against other people because technology almost advances beyond a person's expectations. Opie, within Opie and Anthony, he's kind of like the, he's the outcast, but he was always the outcast. Like if anybody that listened to Opie and Anthony, you'll know that Opie was the outcast from the very beginning. If anything, people would see him as the technical guy. He's the head tech guy. He's the guy that's making all the decisions. He's the guy that's negotiating. And then when you read Anthony Cumia's book, um, Permanently Suspended, I will plug his book. It's a good book. You'll realize that he was, in fact, that guy that was doing all of the moves. But then at the same time, later on, he kind of pointed him out for being sort of conniving and sort of stabbing people in the back to the corporate guys and then telling the corporate guys, hey, be careful. Such and such is looking at you and they're not liking, you know, shit like that. And there's people like that in the real world that are like that. So I believe the whole situation. But anyway, it's very interesting to hear Roseanne, Roseanne Barr talk about the corruption of the previous election, allegedly. And people sick and then (laughs) tell them not to take, you know, letting them die rather than take the simple, cheap medicine that would cure them, instead making them take a DNA altering shot and and give it to their kids. Call it out, like RFK is one that's, he's a Democrat, he's running for president, he's a Democrat, he's talking about this, and now they're calling him (laughs) like an anti-Semite and racist and trying to ban him. It's awesome. So... What I'm trying to tell you is that there are people on the other side that are in their Twitter spheres and their echo chambers. They're not even willing to look at the other side. Well, I liked what he said, but I've said it first. And, you know, I've, I, you know, he's kind of stealing my act. Can I tell you how it pisses me off? I mean, I kind of get pissed because Trump, I said, I'm not going to get pissed at Trump for stealing my campaign of 2012, saying audit the Fed and we got to get rid of, you know, the CIA can't be 
in charge of our government. It's a people's government. So Trump did all that. Okay, I'm happy to give it to Trump. I'm happy to share those ideas. But when RFK, you know, when he's saying, you know, like I hear him and he's going, we need comedy and being able to communicate with each other. Well, that's what I said by going back on TV and doing the Roseanne reboot. Right. Now he's still in my fucking act there. Well, I, you can- <laughs> and he can have it because there's a lot about the guy that I like and a lot that I don't. Well, that's kind of his point because I, yeah. I mean I'm a I'm voting for Trump. Uh, I like that right what I've seen. I'm- <laughs> oh God! You know what though? <clears throat> and like I said, these are. These are the white people that I look at as reasonable. You know what I'm saying? These are reasonable white people. Uh, Roseanne, Roseanne's son says straight up, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. And um, the reason why, <laughs> and that's the same thing I said to a lot of my family members. They ask me about the election. I tell them I don't care at first. Then they keep pressuring me about, you know, how important this shit is. Then I tell them, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. That's how important this shit is to me. Fuck y'all niggas. I don't give a shit what y'all niggas think. Respectfully, I don't care. Oh, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, the election's important to me. This election is important to me. I'm voting for Trump again. Why? Because I want to. For starters, if we want to be honest about it, y'all voted for Biden because y'all didn't want Trump. I'm voting for Trump because I don't want Biden. How about that? Can we at least end it there? Like I, That's why I'm voting for Trump. The end. All y'all looked at Biden and he's like, oh, Biden, you know, uh, all this BS. Y'all niggas let Biden lie to y'all. Right. But y'all the same niggas that voted for Hillary that called black teens uh, predators. Y'all niggas don't know what the fuck y'all vote for. And then I understood it like, oh, this is why people don't get involved in politics. For some people, it's just too complicated. And the simple explanation is you're being lied to politically. Your communities, black communities, and a lot of Hispanic communities within the urban environments, y'all only have a one-party system. In matter of fact, y'all have a one-party system, but you'll go far left. There's Democrat, but then there's far left. That's all they have. Far left isn't far from Democrat because Democrats are the ones that choose to protect all of the corruption that's taking place. I don't plan on voting for him, but I'm open to everybody. I listen to Biden's speech. I like to hear truth from whatever source it comes from. Well, that's how kind of what he's saying. We should play that clip because I thought it was a brilliant speech he put on, but like... It's okay to disagree. You know, even last week when we had the Ron White episode, when I looked at your comments, there were people that were so mad that you talked to a never Trumper. And it's like, this is our friend. We, we work with him. He came to our house. We had yeah, dinner. people are going to have to wake up and go, hey, everybody isn't just like you. Right. And you, the freedom of speech doesn't mean you have the right to hear only your opinion. Right. Get over yourself. I think there is a, there is a breaking point, though. And I think... When you have, it's, it's not that I disagree with them. It's just when you have the reach and you have the resources and you have enough people that you're around, you kind of adapt 
to how people feel or what people think about subjects. So you're less than likely to fully express your opinion. And I think the danger of that is people are not being themselves. People are not thinking for themselves and people are not doing things independently themselves because they need a group support. They need acceptance from such by so many people. They need validation by this woman, that guy, whatever. And the search and the quest for all that, the consequences is losing what you have going on, the things you currently have, the things that you currently don't appreciate. But when all those things no longer exist, all of a sudden it's a big deal. Huge deal. Because as they say, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And then, you know, it's officially gone. And now you miss it. Oh, I can't go on without it. That's how guys, a lot of weak-minded men, and a lot of men have been there before, including myself. You've, you've put a woman on such a pedestal that you were comfortable with her at first because you didn't think of the possibilities of not being without her. And most guys, they completely fall off with that way of thinking. So now they have to be with the woman. And then maybe they, they have an argument. And the guy just looks at it as a casual argument. But the next thing he knows, he gets a he gets the text message that's like two paragraphs. You already know. If it's a two-paragraph text message from a woman, it's never good. Right? He gets that message. He gets that text message, you know. And all of a sudden, the woman that, you know, he kind of at first could go without all of a sudden he's crushed that whole that whole idea uh you don't know what you got until it's gone it's true but it's also not true the way that the way that you say it it's not true because the thing that you got that wasn't necessarily good but it was just something that you were comfortable with and i think a lot of men when it comes to women that's kind of how they view it Especially today, because what is there to measure up to with women? Women can measure up men because men are constantly progressing. It's only the smaller percentages that have the growth and have that ability to show their growth and what they've worked for and all that other shit. And to be put in that percentage with women. Um, outside of men, women don't really have sign of progression because if they're really attractive and if they're showing themselves, revealing themselves and have nothing but bios, have nothing but fucking, um, you know, galleries of pictures, her on the beach. That's all she's doing. She's on the beach. Ain't doing shit. Oh, what do you do for a living? You ever hear women, you ever hear women get offended when a man asks her what she does for a living? You ever notice that? Just try it one day to see how and, and let me know how it goes. Right. Let me know how that goes. Women go up to a man. Oh, what do you do for a living? How much you make? Bitches don't even look at it. They don't even evaluate and go, wait, that's that's a little out of pocket. Me going up to a woman like, oh, you look attractive. She goes, oh, thanks. How many guys you slept with? Like, come on. 
Bitches go up to a man, how much you make? Perfectly fine. But this this is a place where dialogue means freedom and conversation means intelligence. And these freaks that won't let nobody but them talk, they're fascists. They're nothing but boot <laughs> grinding your face in the dirt you know, jackboot wearing fascists, and I don't care if they call themselves anti-fascists, they ain't nothing but fascists, so fuck them. Uh -oh. I agree, and I think you got to remember uh -oh. that these people, they uh -oh. are on social media all day, <laughs> mm -hmm. in an echo chamber, and they're being fed by an algorithm that's getting them upset. Well, they're getting paid, because well, nobody could believe that shit. Like the shit that that Bri Brian Kranzenstein, yeah, I don't know. he oh, says shit. that guy, yeah. I'm like, how can you even look at yourself well, you know him. That's the guy who's um, Walter White in Breaking Bad. Now, see, honestly, I always find it funny with how people are portrayed versus who they truly are. He's one of those people, and Ron Perlman's one of those people as well. The guy who plays Clay in Sons of Anarchy. Both of these people are anti-Trump, right? And... They've made enough money, in my opinion, to where they're connected to those people who line their pockets. And it's not to say that they're not supporters. I mean, they're not um, never Trumpers because they are. They, they talk about it every chance they get. But the thing is, they're celebrities. They're entertainers. Entertain and be a celebrity. Whatever thoughts you have about politics it would just be miscellaneous. Like, it doesn't change my opinion on Breaking Bad or Sons of Anarchy, but the actors and what they do outside of being actors doesn't mean jack shit to me. Mirror. But I know how he can because he's getting paid. Well, they, and people they think, hey, this is my living. I'm making a living at this, and I have to be true. Uh, Satan pays me, and I must... <laughs> You know, serve Satan. Yeah, they, they will say that about you on the other side. They'll go on your page and it's, you know, it's pro Trump. It's blah blah blah. And they'll be like, okay, she's probably getting paid by the. Trump I show. ain't. I, I know you're not. You should. Trump Trump should be coming here, and letting us interview him. To be honest, but I'll reach out to him in a little bit. But what I'm saying is, listen, I I I don't do anything to kiss anybody's ass, nor do I take money from them. No, I know. No, I. This is my opinion, free and clear, and I own it. And, you know, uh, you know, if people offered me money for my opinion, believe me, I've been in television or was in television long enough to know that the minute you take one dime, they think they got the right to tell you, well, would you tone that down? I'm over that shit. That's why I'm on the Internet. That's why I'm doing this show. This is the last place I could go. I can't work no place else but on the stage and do comedy. And, you know, that is freedom of speech. And uh, and I love it because I, I am a brave woman with a lot to say. They're not going to fuck with me. <laughs> well, they will fuck with you. It's not going to work. They're not going to stop you. They're not going to shut you up. I think they're learning that now. And not just that you got your Twitter back, but, you know, your podcast. I don't know if you know this. We've only done six episodes. You're already over a million views. I totally love I am today. so grateful That's to really people. That's really great. Isn't that sweet? It's really, I'm really, really sweet. I'm really grateful to people for helping me with that. Yeah, and, you know, we're growing. Because I, I don't, I'm not going to let them shut me up, and I'm not going to let them censor me. I'm not going to let them, uh, you know, end me. No. 
you know, I'm going to keep fighting and I appreciate the support. I really, really do. It makes me feel strong and like, hey, I just want to be even meaner. Yeah. I want to be even more truthful. They love it. You should. And, you know, I think podcasting is the perfect medium for you. You know, I've been here the whole time and I've seen you do stand up and TV. And Plus, I've had a lot of life experience that I like to share because I think, you know, I, you know, I, I've been. I lived on an onion and three bouillon cubes for four days. Yeah. Made French, French onion soup. I've been as poor as you can get. Yeah. I lived in a cave in a car. Yeah. You know, I've been homeless. <laughs> I've been on welfare. And I did. I did it all, and I. I, I got myself out of all of it. Coonan. Yeah, and, and I, never, and I never, I, I never kissed nobody's ass or sucked anybody's dick. No, oh. no place. Oh. I was just smart, yeah. and I worked hard, and. Uh, you know, I think women better take that back and knock off all that hoe bullshit. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I Uh-oh. agree. Although, Uh-oh. if the, the podcast doesn't, you did tell me your next plan was to start an OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yeah. I am going to go. But nobody wants that. It's <laughs> the gun I hold to America's head. If you want, if you don't want to see me naked on iFans, I swear to God, you better support me here because like, I support a lot of lazy Jews. I'll tell whoa, you that. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. You know, it's whoa. me about lazy Jews that need supporting. I love it. So, yeah. Jesus. All right. So, uh... I do not share the opinions of. <laughs> I do not share the opinions of Roseanne Barr or anybody else on this episode. Uh, shit, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do not support any of the content creators a hundred percent. Although there are people that I do agree with. But on this episode, I must say that at the end, the outro disclaimer, especially when it comes to the Jews, right? (laughs) When it comes to the Jews, I do not have any ill will or bad negative opinion. I do not agree with any of the content creators. (laughs) Oh, shit gotta be careful with them man they're different look at Robert F. Kennedy they got Robert Robert F. Kennedy damn near compared to Adolf Hitler right now these people are out of pocket dude these people are fucking out of pocket alright these people are out of fucking pocket the next election it's if anything and, and I hate to say it like this but just to let y'all know, even though I do support Trump, what, the way that it goes, I can give two shits. Like, it would be nice, you know, if there was a fair election, but who knows? Anything could happen. But I don't... <laughs> I'm not one of those people that go, Trump's gonna win. I'm not one of those people, no. Because a lot of y'all, I've seen a lot of y'all after 2020... Y'all niggas was down bad, man. Looked like you lost your best friend. Although we did lose the country during that time. That was the end. Then the capital situation happened. Only made Trump look worse. It was just a lot of bad things that were brought into the mix. That were uh, suspicious. To say the very least. We're an hour and 31 minutes in. Hour and 31 minutes. You know what? 
get ready to wrap things up. I'm not going to even have this episode uploaded until later on today because I only plan on doing two episodes today. It's just the next episode. The next episode I'm doing is going to be. Uh, let me write that down briefly in my log here. Uh, actually, there was actually two things I wanted to talk about. But I think this would just be a topic within it. Critical political theory, the cultural war and the information war on America, the cultural war and the information war in America. All right. Critical political theory. I don't know what part it will be, but it will definitely be a part of the series. I'm going to do that tonight or maybe just later on during the evening. It's already 1230. I feel like playing video games, man. But I'm going to drink some iced coffee. Get ready to play some video games. I'm not going to smoke. I haven't been smoking much unless I record. So that's really how I save a lot of my weed. And therefore, cut down on smoking and save money. So that kind of worked out for me. So in other words, I have four I have four joints to look at for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Now, technically, I can smoke just two each day, Monday and Tuesday, because I still have, like, I want to say 16 or 15 uh, marijuana THC slash CBD pills, little micro-dosing action. And I can pretty much live off of those without smoking. And I've done it before, and I'm going to most likely do it again. But for the time being, I think I have four. Do I have four or do I have five? I have five for the rest of the weekend, which includes today, tonight, and tomorrow. Tomorrow, I plan on doing one major episode. I'm almost... I almost want to do the critical uh, political theory on Sunday, but because I mentioned it, it would just be better and more fitting that I do so tonight. So I think that's what I'm going to do. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.